Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This week on Royally Us, we dedicate the entire show to Duchess Kate. We take a look at her role in the monarchy. It seems safe to assume that the Queen regards uh, this couple as very much the the future of the the British monarchy in the 21st century. How her parenting style has evolved and even mimics Princess Diana's. It's actually been said and and known that the children are not undergoing actual etiquette training. The Duchess of Cambridge is actually teaching them herself. And how she has become a fashion icon that has everyone wanting to shop her latest looks. But it was important for her to hold on to this every girl image. And I think it was important for the monarchy as a whole because Diana had been the people's princess and here was one of those people joining their ranks and there's real power in 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 us as viewers seeing somebody we can relate to. We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina and we have a really exciting show for you guys today. We are dedicating it all to Duchess Kate taking a look at her role in the monarchy, how she has become a fashion icon, how she parents her three little ones, and her love of photography. So we have it all covered. But before we get into that, we want to take a look at what you guys have to say about last week's show. So Daniel says, as it relates to the Queen's role, the royal family describes it in two categories. Head of state, think state opening of parliament, and head of nation, think Remembrance Sunday. Prince Charles has been taking these things on. The only change is that the reduction of her commitments is in writing now. So talking about how the queen's role has been reduced a little bit. She's taking on a little bit less of a role, still doing a lot at 96, but she's taking a little bit of a step back as she should. And then Keisha says, Prince Harry and Meghan are true representation of how a royal couple should be relatable, great humans, all about truth, family, and really showing they are changing the world. Definitely always a lot of... um Interesting comments about Harry and Meghan, some good, some bad, but Keisha is definitely a fan. All right, like I said, we are switching things up a little bit this week and bringing you an episode completely dedicated to Duchess Kate. Like I said, we're going to take a look at her role as a mom, a fashion icon, and a future queen. So as we know, she has been taking on more responsibility over the years, championing championing the organizations that she is passionate about, including the Heads Together campaign, which is all about the importance of providing a solid psychological social and emotional platform for children in their earliest years of life. Now, she is also the head of several patronages and her global pull has gotten even bigger over the past few years, the past few months, every single day getting bigger and bigger now. And that is something definitely the queen has noticed as well. So we recently caught up with Joe Little from Majesty Magazine, who revealed what the queen really thinks of Kate. Well, again, that's sort of a speculation and conjecture, but you, you would kind of think that the queen very much regards Kate as um, 
uh, or Catherine, as perhaps I should call her, as, as a safe pair of hands. You know that um, she's been a member of the royal family for ten years now. The, the tenth anniversary was back in April, um, but she was very much on the scene for quite a few years prior to that because, um, as uh, was well documented, Kate and William were living together for quite some time, which in itself was was quite revolutionary. So. Um, you know, I, I think given that all that's gone on in, in the past few years within the royal family in terms of all the, the fallouts and the, the, the debacle with the Duke of York and then the death of the Duke of Edinburgh, that um, the, the, the Queen has great trust in, in Kate. And um, only a few years ago, she gave her um, what's called the royal family order. It's, it's something that's only given to to the female members of the royal family who have been around for quite some time and are deemed to be um, of, of great support to the Queen. So not every member, not every female member of the royal family has got it, but, but Kate now has. So, so I would say that um, uh, the Queen has, has great trust in um, the future Prince and Princess of Wales, as William and, and Catherine will be one day. And, you know, in the fullness of time, all being well, fingers crossed, um, King William V and Queen Catherine. So, so you know, it, it seems safe to assume that the Queen regards uh, this couple as very much the, the future of the, the British monarchy in the 21st century. Yeah. And, you know, how did Kate have to prove herself over the years and what makes her such a great team player? I think the fact that she... Um, took things very gradually. In, in the past, um, when certainly when, when Diana came on the scene, that she um, either threw herself or was thrown into royal duties immediately and with, with mixed success, you know, that there was no real template and things went well. Sometimes they went very badly at times. So so I think a lot of lessons were learned from from then. And um, so Kate was very gradual. She, she appeared occasionally. But for the first few years was really... Um, William's wife rather than a working member of the royal family. So so she she was then selective in the duties that she took on and the charities that she became associated with. And we now see her performing to, to a very high standard with the charities that mean so much to her. And and you know, going back to the, the article in our, our October magazine, we're we're talking about her yes as a team player and we were looking specifically at, at the sporty, athletic Kate, um, uh, and that's become uh, evident in the past few days. Well, we didn't know it at the time we were going to press when she's she's played tennis um, with Emma Raducanu um, uh, in um, London, and and you know has shown how good a tennis player she is. You know that um, so had she not been royal, perhaps she would have gone on. To, to be an accomplished um, athlete or a sportsman of some sort. So, but, but Kate has, has found her own um, uh, niche within the royal family and she focuses on things that mean a great deal to her. She feels that she can give something to the charities rather than just um, cover lots of charities, but not in a, in, a, in a great way. Now, in between her busy workload, she is, of course, a mom of three. And her parenting skills were on display during this year's Platinum Jubilee as she was center stage with her three children, Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis, who, of course, stole the show. So we caught up with royal etiquette expert Micah Meyer who revealed how Kate has prepared her children for royal life. As a um, royal etiquette 
expert. What kind of training do the royal kids have to kind of go through? What kind of things are they expected to at certain events, at dinners and things like that? So, at, you know, certain times it, it's actually been said and, and known that the children are not undergoing actual etiquette training. The Duchess of Cambridge is actually teaching them herself. So as they as it, kind of how it works internally is as they are preparing to go meet somebody or get off an airplane, then really the Duchess, she's, yeah, I think, been doing a wonderful job of teaching the children and, and saying, now we're going to meet this person. This is what you do. This is how you curtsy. And what I love is that they're not putting, you know, it doesn't seem like there's any pressure to be something they're not. These are, they're, they're just beautiful little children and they're showing respect and doing it in the best way that the Duchess and the Duke have, have known to, to teach them really. Right. It seems like, I mean, the glimpses that we've seen of them in public, that they seem as normal as they possibly can be in such an abnormal life. <laughs> yes. And I actually, in Kensington, I have a, a neighbor who actually saw them with their nanny, the three children walking down Kensington Church Street, which is right kind of next to the palace. And my neighbor was in a rush and she came through and all three children moved to the side, stood in a line and nodded as she came through. And she thought those are the most polite little children. And she said to to the nanny who she thought was the mother. Wow. Those are such polite children. And then she looked down and realized who it was. This just recently happened about two months ago. That's and, and so that is just so telling to me that story. And of course my neighbor called me and said, Mike, I have to tell you this, but it just shows they're, they're really well educated. Yes. No, they really are. I need some of that to rub off on my three-year-old. <laughs> you know, you, I think you've said in interviews before, but you kind of get a sense of princess Diana in a way, in the way that uh, Kate mothers her children as well. I'm sure she probably bases it off of her mother too, but do you see some similarities between Duchess Kate and princess Diana? I, I really do. I think she, you know, what she probably has learned in a sense is how to keep her calm. Princess Diana was under so much stress and so much pressure all the time. And I think we're seeing the Duchess of Cambridge follow that same path of keeping her calm, even in maybe in the background, who knows, maybe behind closed doors doesn't feel like that, but she does an excellent job of not ever letting on to anything but graciousness. And even when you hear paparazzi yelling things at her or questioning her about awkward the things, she really keeps her cool. And I think that's something she took from Princess Diana's book for sure. Now we know Kate loves being a mom. She also loves showing off her sporty side, but there is one hobby that she absolutely loves. And I think we can all agree that is photography. If you remember back in 2020, she launched the hold still campaign with the national portrait gallery, which she is also the Royal patron. Now for hold still, the public was asked to submit photos taking the taken during UK's first lockdown back in 2020, more than 31,000 images were submitted. A hundred were selected to be part of a digital exhibition. And those 100 images were also turned into a beautiful book. I'm sure a lot of you have this coffee table book, um, Hold Still, A Portrait of Our Nation in 2020. Since then, the Duchess has taken a magazine cover photo shoot of Duchess Camilla, and she recently showed off some of her work in the Royal Royal Lens exhibit. We caught up with Claudia Eckhart-Williams, who is the curator of Kensington Palace, about Kate's love for photography and where it all started. And if you can just tell us, you know, a little bit about those photos and how she kind of fell into, into photography. So the Duchess of Cambridge, we know, is a very good photographer, very keen photographer. Um, and she has 
she has started releasing her own photographs of her children um, as, as a way of, you know, sharing um, their progress, really, with the public. Um, and she's taken a slightly different approach to how she creates um, or manages her children's public image. And I think by releasing her own photographs, she's, she's kind of maintaining, you know, an element of control and, and privacy for them, um, whilst also actually showing perhaps a much more intimate picture of royal childhood than we've seen before, you know, created by studio portrait photographers. You know, these pictures, we, we have a group of three photographs um, in the exhibition, one of each of the children taken in 2019. Um, and these were the, the ones that she suggested we include. And, and really, you know, they are a mother's eye view onto her children where George is looking, um, you know, not into the lens of a, of a portrait photographer he doesn't know. He's looking at his mother behind the lens. And, and that is a perspective that, you know, that's that's unusual and that's an intimacy that, that we don't often get. And mm -hmm. um, we know that she she studied um, history of art. She was very interested in photography. Um, and her dissertation was on Lewis Carroll's photography of children. So, um, so it's obviously something that she's long been interested in. Um, and during our research, we uncovered that um, that she first learned about photography. And during our research, we uncovered that she first learned about photography um, through her grandfather. Um, so it was something that that she has been interested in um, since her own childhood. Um, and, and now you can see in, in the quality of her images um, that clearly it's something that she has she's studied and honed. It's so great that she put those photos on display. And of course, she shares photos of her children on Instagram during their birthdays and special moments. So we love seeing Kate's love for, for, for photography on display. But we can't talk about Kate without talking about fashion. In her 11 years as part of the royal family, she has really come into her own in her fashion sense and has emerged as her own fashion icon. She's impressed us time and time again with her fashion choices, whether that being that she re-wears a dress even years later and picks out clothes that have a special meaning to her. Now, the Duchess style has undoubtedly changed over the years since she drew the attention of Prince William 15 years ago, but she consistently chooses looks that feature bright colors, floral patterns, and form-fitting silhouettes. To break down her style even more and how she has been influenced by Princess Diana, we caught up with royal fashion author Elizabeth Holmes. And let's talk a little bit more about Kate because, you know, you said in the beginning that when she kind of came onto the scene that she wore clothes that were very accessible, very, very much for the everyday person that you could go out to Topshop and get exactly what she wore the day before. But why was that so important for her? And also to rewear clothes too, because you never really saw royals kind of rewearing the same things before Kate came around. Yeah. So I think um, a couple of things. So Kate was a commoner. Um, and I think especially in, in sort of the British collective thinking, it's really important that she did not sort of overstep. You know I mean? If she would have gone out and worn like designer head to toe bespoke from the start, I think it would have sent sort of a message. Um, 
instead she just kept going what she was doing. You know what I mean? There are a lot of pictures of Kate and William in their dating years. She, they dated for a very long time. The public was very familiar with her by the time they announced their engagement and she stayed true to that. And I think that that lent sort of an authenticity to her. You know what I mean? I think there was certainly um, a, a group of people who thought, you know, maybe she should up her game a little bit more. And she did, you know what I mean? She worked uh, closely with Sarah Burton of Alexander McQueen and, and um, that sort of helped her elevate her style game. Uh, but it was important for her to hold on to this every girl image. And I think it was important for the monarchy as a whole because Diana had been the people's princess and here was one of those people joining their ranks. And there's real power in, in, in us as viewers seeing somebody we can relate to in this very storied institution. So there's so many times when I'm like, royals, they're just like us, which they're not right. (laughs) They're, they're royals. But I think when you are allowed as a viewer to have that minute of thinking that there's real I don't know, there's really something special about it. And then with that, because you could buy it, came this sort of shopping stampede called the Kate Effect, where suddenly with e-commerce, you know, anybody could buy anything all around the world and she would wear something, blogs would identify it and it would sell out like that. And that is incredible power. And, um, you know, to, to make your choices when you're getting dressed each day around the thought of like, this could really boost the fortunes of a small brand. You know, that's, that's really, that that's a lot of pressure. And I think by wearing those um, sort of accessible uh, pieces, Kate kept um, sort of this air of relatability um, that was really important, certainly in her early days. Well, there you have it. A very special episode dedicated to Duchess Kate. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. Please let us know your favorite Duchess Kate moments in the comments below. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week.